Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Demmel. If you ask around this room, I'm sure that all of you or, or many of you have, have felt pain in an unexpected storm. You're a blessing. There's issues and events that have left you disoriented, defeated, and discouraged. And I'm sure every person in the room can tell this story. But there are so many times you find yourself in the aftermath of a crisis. And you feel the numbness that causes pain. And real life eventually begins to sneak up on you. And the unthinkable and unexpected News comes your way. You, you, you weren't looking for it. You didn't think it would happen. But all of a sudden it creeps up on you. And you can fill in the blanks to your story. See, I don't know a lot of your personal stories or the personal problems that you have. But I do know this. We all have them. And this journey turns into a life of survival. I spent days and, and actually several months studying the avalanche. I've watched videos of avalanches. I, I've covered this all before, but there are times that life has its way of just, just blindsiding people in this room. And I feel like that that's why I, it's on my heart today. You find yourself covered up. Isn't that what the avalanche of life does? It covers us up. So I began to read about surviving an avalanche. You know, only one out of every ten people involved in an avalanche survive. 10%. When I begin to look this up on Google, or as the older people say, the Google, the first thing that it says is you must have an escape plan. The second thing says, do your best to jump up into the slope. Well, pastor, it's coming at me. It says, fight where the snow is trying to take you and jump up the slope. Three. First of all, let me go back just a second. Stay on your feet as long as you can. We're talking about the avalanche of life. They're writing a sermon. They didn't even know it. Three, follow the light. Four, make room to breathe. And five, try to survive. Try to stay alive. Try to fight as long as you can because here's what's going to happen. The rescuer knows how to find the buried. I'm going to say that one more time. For you tired people that have been working all day. The rescuer knows how to find the buried. You know, sometimes we're buried. He must have an escape plan is the first thing. I'm going to try to hurry tonight. How many people know that, that it's imperative that we have an escape plan out of this world? You need to know about Jesus Christ before your dark day comes. But see, that's not how a lot of us do it. A lot of us get caught in the dark day, and then we're looking for the light. And we're in trouble, and we don't, we don't have a plan. We don't have a, a way to get out of this struggle. But Jesus Christ gives us this great understanding. Isaiah 5.13, Therefore my people are going into captivity, because they have no knowledge 
And their honorable men are famished, and their multitude dried up with thirst. You can have all kinds of earthly experiences. But if you don't know what the Bible says in the day of captivity, the Bible says that you will go into captivity and not be able to fight it. See, some people are captive to their sin. They're captive to their issue. The avalanche of life came at them and they didn't see what was going on. And it hit them and it knocked them off their course. And now they're stuck. They're buried alive. And they don't believe anyone can come get them. But Jesus Christ came. This word captivity is the word denude. Oh, I love this. Because we're fighting the avalanche. The word means denude is to strip by erosion or to strip away. He says they've been gone into captivity. They've been stripped away from everything that they know. And the darkness has covered them up. Come on with me today, church. What happens if you go through life and you don't know him? What happens if you face the avalanche and you haven't heard Jesus call your name? There's an erosion process that happens. Because life brings events and struggles. It takes a little more from you each time that you get into the struggle. And, and, and you don't know what to do. And the Bible says in Hosanna 4 and 6, My people are destroyed. The word means to be cut down, brought to silence or to perish. For lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge. And it goes on. It's one thing to be prepared. But it's another thing to refuse what God said. If you know what God said and you're discouraged, both are deadly. But you know how to get out of it. So people, we as church people, as God's people, we have to have an escape plan. And God said that you have to have an escape plan, but you also have to know how to carry it out. Well, what's my escape plan, Pastor? I don't know about you, but I'm going to meet him in the air. And I'm going to tell you this, it, 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 it changes my life. It transforms everything about me because when I get into the struggle, I can call on that person because he has... Listen, let, 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 let me be an antique for a minute. The old folks used to say, I'm using my Bible for a road map. The children of Israel used it too. You remember? What he's saying is, is that the avalanche of life is going to hit you. And if you don't have the road map called Jesus Christ, you're going to get yourself into trouble. And when you get yourself into trouble, if you don't fight to survive, Satan will take you down. Okay? Now, along with this, he didn't say that you had never had darkness in your life. He said, he said, have a plan because the darkness is coming. Can I tell you today that the darkness is here? Now, let me, let, let me tell you this. I don't get political from the pulpit. Because there's, there's all times for that. Other times for that, we're here for Jesus Christ today. And, but I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican or you're for, you're for Biden or you're, or you're for Trump. I want you to understand no matter who gets elected, we're on the timeline of Jesus Christ and He is coming back. But we don't see it. 
Because the avalanche has covered us up. We're in the dark. And see, we got men of God. See, uh, see I, I, a lot of times I preach about these guys that aren't preaching the word of God. But today I want to tell you there are men of God out there that are declaring the word of God and nobody wants to hear the word of God. So they run to and fro looking for something when all they got to stay, do is stay right where they're at. And listen to what God has to say. But there's a few things that we got to understand. God never promised that you wouldn't have tears. He never promised that you wouldn't face the darkness. People think in today's society if we live a good life and we don't have a lot of trouble, that we're all okay. But that's not what the Bible tells us. You're a child of God. And just because you're a child of God, see, this is why people run, this is why people go astray. Hear me well. We are children of God, and we think because we're children of God that nothing is going to come our way. We think that everybody's going to like us. We think everybody's going to accept what we have to say. You know what the biggest problem for me in the last couple months has been? Is that I feel like people haven't accepted what I have to say. Well, pastor, what are you talking about? And I'm not talking about when I preach. I'm talking about when people sit down with me and my wife rolls her eyes every time that I even bring it up. We sat down and discussed the coronavirus. And she told me one day, she said, I wish you'd just quit talking about that. Because people don't believe what you believe. And I say, I've done the research. And she's like, I don't care. Just, just hush. But I want them to understand that when... It's not that I'm against the coronavirus. I know with my job, I know it's real. I've seen it. But I also know that they are using this as a ploy. I don't even think it's just political. I think it's a total ploy from the satanic world that we live in. And if we don't, if we don't watch and pray, the Bible says be a watchman on the wall. Well, how can I be a watchman on the wall if the avalanche has covered me up? Are you hearing me? Well, how's the avalanche cover you up? Um, pandemic? What do you mean, pastor? Oh, I got a good one for you. I can go to Walmart. I can go to the pharmacy. I can go, and I see you guys all over the place. Well, pastor, the coronavirus is here. We can't come to church. The virus has covered you up. The darkness you're facing and you don't even understand it because the darkness is slick and it comes at you quick. You ever seen the commercial? Life comes at you fast and there's a guy in a car and he looks all nice. He's got a suit on, his ties on, and then it switches and all of a sudden it looks like the whirlwind has hit him. That is what is happening to our world. Jesus Christ is coming back. You can call me a conspiracy theorist, but if that's the case, they've been having a conspiracy for 2,000 years. And so as church people, we forget that the avalanche can cover us up. And what we do is when the avalanche covers us up, we find ourselves wondering, does God love me? There's people in this room that have asked God that question. Does God love me? Because if God loved me, I would not have to go through this. If God loved me, I, I, I wouldn't have to face this avalanche that's hit me. If, if God loved me, I would have a choice. Well, you do have a choice. 
Now watch, because I'm going to show you that you have a choice. There are times that things happen. They're not pleasant. We'd really not, we don't want to go through it, to be honest. Job 5 and 7 says, I love this verse, by the way. Yet man is born of unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. I can, I can just picture looking into a fire. You know, a fire is so calming. With my feet propped up and everything just going okay, sipping on a coffee. Let me tell you something. I found something the other day and my wife makes fun of me. They came in a little pack off of Amazon. You put this much water in it and it creates this huge circular ice cube. Revolutionized my world. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you the greatest drink in the world. I get a little glass cup. I put that big ball in it. It lasts for hours. And I go and I get a glass bottle of ski. Oh, there's nothing better than a glass bottle of Wellston swamp water. And you pour it in there. And it, now watch this. This is the greatest thing about it. It frosts around the ice. But the ice is bigger than my mouth. And so when I go to drink it, I try it. Right? So I picture myself sitting by the fire with my nice little circular. And there's refrigerators that make this circle now. You shut your mouth, we're getting one. I picture myself sitting by the fire. My glass bottle of ski my cup with my round ice and all of a sudden I get a call you ever been there you didn't expect it I didn't expect it I'm relaxing he said as the sparks fly upward he's just hanging out he said man's days are few our days are few you know when I was young I used to think why do the old people say that I must be old now because I get it And the avalanche of life has hit us and it's knocked us off our course and our days are numbered. Church, our days are numbered. And the reason that we, this is such a great understanding is because our days are numbered. The Bible says take account of your time. Because your days are numbered and you don't have that much time to declare the word of Jesus. See, if I declare it, there's going to be all kinds of people that hear me because that's all I do. I'm a pastor. When I go to the grocery store, even if I'm mad, I have to keep my mouth shut. Whether I'm right or wrong, why? Because it's a bad reflection on the church. I can't do that to us. Right? But when you go out, you don't feel the same way I do. A lot of times you don't feel like I need to declare the gospel. But people all over this world are broken and hurting. And if you don't declare it, Who's going to declare it? It's got to be you. And Jesus is calling you. If you like that one, here's another one. Job 14.1. Man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. You know, Job had a lot of things that he said. He said a, a woman talking is like a leaky roof. That's not part of the message. Let's move on. Ecclesiastics 3.1 says, To everything there is a season. A time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. 
a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence. And a time to speak. A time to love. A time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. What I want you to get before you all go to sleep is that you better have a solid foundation. Because bad things come to good people. That doesn't mean God loves you less. You ever thought, how did I get here? How in the world did I get here? You know, I have to tell you that I've made a living speaking with people that have said, how do I get here? Do you know why? Because I've been through some adversity. When I first started preaching, well, Aaron Dillon said it last week. He said, when I first started preaching, I didn't know how I was going to preach because I didn't have any adversity in my life. And then all at once, it's like hell and all of its minions come after you. And you either, you got to strengthen those feeble knees, the Bible says, I read it. Or you're going to be dislocated. You hearing what I'm saying? I, I got to move forward because I think I'm... Um, The Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28, 20 says, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hebrews 13, 5, the end of the verse, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Isaiah 43 and 1, the end of their verse says, Fear not, I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by name, thou art mine. Isaiah 43 and 2, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, thou shalt not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God and the Holy One of Israel thy savior listen Isaiah 49 15 says can a woman forget her sucking child that she can have compassion on the son of her womb he says yes she can forget but can I forget you no because I have engraven you the word means to hack I've engraven you on the palm of my hand and you are continually before me well that, I want to I want to know that God that word hack means to carve. He carved you into him. And every time he raises his hand, he sees your brokenness. Every time that he looks, he sees how messed up your life is. And he wants to create happiness and love in you. That doesn't mean that you're going to not go through the disaster. Psalms. Isaiah 49, 16. No, Psalms 23, 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley... Of the shadow of death I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. Now do you know when you study this. Everybody says this. But they don't realize that it's saying it's the rod of correction. Thy rod and thy staff. What he's saying is. And I, people get mad at me every time. DemoJ at Yahoo.com What it's saying is. That we are dumb sheep. And the rod is used to move us along. And the staff is there to put in front of us and say, no, don't do that. The staff is meant to stop us. The rod is meant to chasten us or to move us where we need to be. And sometimes because of that, oh, we love to quote the verse, but we don't know what it means. 
And because of that, we get mad at God sometimes. Moses was mad at God. Do you know why Moses? One of the greatest teachers of all time. He was the the leader that everybody has to stack up against. The best leader to ever come along. The best pastor that anybody would ever know. But Moses got mad at God. Does anybody know why? He said, these people you gave me. And he was mad. I want you to understand there's going to be things that as you move forward in your walk with God, in your matron, in your influence... We're going to talk about that a lot. Because your influence, my influence, all of the influence that we have, we've got to use. Because our time as Christian people on this earth is short. And you'll never change the timeline of God. And if you don't know Him, tonight is the night to know Him. Not only did he promise to help you, he promised to be with you in times of trouble because there is trouble. Psalms 27 and 5, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in the pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Shall he set me upon a rock? Psalms 32 and 7, thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Psalms 37, 39, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength. In a time of trouble. Psalms 37 and 39. But the oh, I already went through that one. Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in the time of trouble. Psalms 54 and 7. For he hath delivered me out of trouble. Psalms 59 and 16. But I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of the mercy in the morning. For thou hast been my defense and my refuge in the day of what? Trouble. You're going to face trouble. The avalanche of life is going to hit you. It's going to knock you off your course. You're not going to know which way is up. But I declare to you today that if you will trust in Jesus Christ, the rescuer knows how to find you. Before the avalanche comes, before the storm hits, you need to understand there are times in life that you're going to feel like you're upside down. Man, it's terrible to not have any control over your situation. But you have to make a decision. The Bible says you have to make a commitment. You have to decide. And then you have to stay. Can I say it this way? Stay decided. Because the days come. There's going to be long sleepless nights in the dark. Your head's going to hurt. You're going to be filled with tears and pain and trouble and issues and trauma and drama. And you're not going to know what to do. But keep relying on the Lord. I'm speaking to somebody today. I remember in the book of Ruth, the Bible tells us that her husband had died. Naomi said to Ruth and Orpah, she said, go back to where you came from. Go back to where you came in. And the Bible says that she said it twice to them. And and the Bible says that Orpah kissed her mother-in-law and she went back. And the Bible never speaks of her again. But the Bible says that Ruth clave to her. Listen to what it says. Let me just read it to you. For wherever thou goest, I will go. See, we say this at weddings, but we don't believe it like Ruth did. She said, for where, where... 
Wherever thou goest, I will go, and wherever thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more, more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Let me put it into the hillbilly Jim Bob terms. She said, I am with you until the death. We need to understand that Jesus Christ is with us until the death. He gave us an understanding. Those men had died. It was her, it was her sons and her, father and her husband and they had died. And I want you to understand that she said, I'm not going to leave you and neither will Jesus Christ. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you no matter how hard it gets. No matter how down you get. Sometimes we need to get down because we need to get on our knees and say, God, I need you to touch me. I need you to heal me. I need you to transform my life. When we build a new church, we're not building a stage. I hate being so far away from you. I'm just kidding. I'll hear it from Kate later. Regardless of what happened, I'm hanging on. Can I tell you something that, that sounds funny? We need to be a cleaver. And it's not beaver cleaver. We need to cleave to Jesus Christ. We need to cleave to Him in the middle of the night when we're broken. Listen, the Bible says that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Sometimes you have to hold Him. Sometimes you have to keep Him close. Sometimes you got to cry out His name, Jesus, 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 because you don't have another option. You can't go over it, and you can't go under it. You can't go around it, but you can call on the name of Jesus. When your doctor can't be reached and your mama can't be reached, you can can call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But I still ain't done. We struggle with commitment today. If you wonder if you're going to be serving God next week or the week after or next year. And you're really struggling. And you haven't made up your mind regardless of what is happening. Hang on. Be a cleaver. Hang on when you're hanging by a thread. Does anybody remember that song? See, we sing all these songs today, but we, sometimes we don't sing songs that really catch us. The Bible or the, the song is when you're hanging by a thread. What's the next verse? You can, what? You, life's mountains. Though the avalanche may hit you, hang on. The, though the problem may come your way, hang on. Though the issue is bigger than you, hang on. Because that one single thread will keep you in the middle of the night. Jesus, help me. Hang on. You better make up your mind. Because you don't know what tomorrow holds. And that's not a more true statement that I've, I've never stated anything like it. Because the day that we live in, you don't know what's going to happen or what is already happening when you wake up in the morning. So you have to have an escape plan. Don't worry, I only got five more points. Tips for surviving the avalanche. Do your best to jump up slope. Fight the snow. Fight where it's trying to take you. Stay on your feet as long as you can. Ephesians 6, 13, the end of the verse says, And I have done all 
to stand, stand therefore. This is with the beginning of verse 14. If you can go a minute longer, if you can hang on just another second, believing in God, calling out God's name, fighting against where Satan wants to take you, he's pushing you, he's dragging you, he's trying to keep you out of the house of God, he's trying to keep you from being committed and knowing that Jesus Christ is calling your name. I'm telling you, hold on. Don't let go. When the avalanche is coming after you, keep a hold of him. But there are instructions for those that get swept away. It says stay up as long as you can. But as you're going down, look for something that is stable. Get a hold of it. He says this. They didn't know that they were writing a message. Listen, they said this. They said, hang on. It might be a tree. You might slide up against a rock. But the one thing that we can tell you is hang on. Hang on to Jesus. Hang on to the palm of his hand. Hang on to his coattail. Hang on to his little toe. Whatever you can get a hold of, hang on. Look for something. Let's see what the Bible says about that. Because you know I get excited and everybody acts like I'm a nut. Proverbs 4.13 Take fast, hold on. To seize or catch and to grip is what the word means. To instruction, let her not go. Keep her for she is your life. There comes a time when you don't feel what you want to feel. There comes a point in time when you feel numb to everything that's going on. You feel numb in the house of God. You feel numb at your job. You feel numb and you don't know what to do. But I'm here to declare to you that even if you feel numb, keep on keeping on. Stand. Don't let go. Keep a hold of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.